Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Chapter 8, Temper. We ended up on the beach again, wandering aimlessly. Jacob was still full of himself for engineering my escape. Do you think they'll come looking for you, he asked, sounding hopeful. No, I was certain about that. They're going to be furious with me tonight, though. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Vanessa, I've had a new idea based on how I felt about this chapter. Mm -hmm. I feel like we should get Uno cards and I should be able to do like the skip card or the reverse card so that we don't have to review chapters I don't like. And instead, we could just go back and review a chapter I do like or we could just fast forward to the next one so I don't have to deal with content that's truly, truly disturbing. So like gang rape, pedophilia, skip, 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 skip. And then, ooh, a chapter about the politics of the lunchroom. Reverse again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we'll start the Uno deck sometime soon, but unfortunately, you were out of skip cards. So onward we must go. Yes, indeed. You do have a wild card, so you can say whatever color you want for this 30-second recap. (laughs) Okay, on your mark, get set, go! Bella and Jacob are back at the beach and they're back to fighting. It's just like two chapters ago. Um, Quill has imprinted on a two-year-old. <laughs> More on that later. Um, <laughs> Jacob, B- Bella tells Jacob she's going to get turned in a couple weeks after graduation. He says, I wish you were dead. She motorcycles away. Alice is sad she's going to lose the porch. Edward and her make up. He decides not to be a total asshole, which is really refreshing. They have a little bit of a sexy makeout on top, on the bottom, whatever. Uh, chapter's over. Great job. Thank you. <laughs> on top, on the bottom meant like they, they were rolling in circles as they made out. We all understood that. <laughs> okay, good. It's very similar to the way the descriptions of the Roadrunner Coyote stage notes are written. Bella and Edward wrestle on the wrought iron bed. An anvil <laughs> falls. Oh no, that's just part of the bed. <laughs> Count me in. Three, two, one, go. Bella is so offended that she goes, screw you, Jacob, and goes vroom, vroom on her motorcycle and rides back to the safety of her kidnapped 
house and she gets really wet because Washington State is a bad place to have a motorcycle. And then um, Alice is sad because she's going to have to give her Porsche back because she was a mediocre kidnapper. And Edward is like, I'm not mad at you. Are you mad at me? And she's like, no, I'm not mad at you. Are you mad at me? And he's like, no. And then they make out. So breaking news, do 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 imprinting's gotten weirder. Yeah, you can imprint on babies now, but it's okay because you're their big brother until you sleep with them. So that's it on that. (laughs) Imprinting getting weirder and weirder since chapter two. (laughs) I know. It's it's been like three chapters and it's been a cliff dive. It's like, oh, soulmates. It's like, yeah, I've heard of that before. And it's like, soulmates, but you're soulmate with a baby. (laughs) No, it's like soulmates. And you're like, yeah, I heard of that before. Soulmates, but you're soulmates with your sister's lover. Oh, (laughs) gross. Oh, soulmates, but you're soulmates with a baby. What? (laughs) How did I get tricked into this? All I agreed to was saying I've heard of soulmates. This whole book is like that. You're like werewolves, a guy who's also like a dog. Yeah, but he's running around naked all the time. What? Why? It's like you're living forever. You're in high school forever. (laughs) And you're like, wait, no. What? Huh? Rewind it. Take it back. (laughs) Stephanie Meyer, amazing at premises, horrible at follow through. (laughs) It's definitely a big twist and turn. She's just a very meta writer. She is writing to us about grooming someone as she is grooming us. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is how Quill will groom this baby. And she's like, and look at you getting more and more comfortable with imprinting in weirder and weirder situations. Aren't you a good reader? And I'm like, yes, I am, Stephanie Meyer. Thank you. (laughs) And then you shut the chapter and you stab it with a knife. You're like, no, (laughs) I've become complicit. To kill the book is to kill myself. Wow. Julia, do you have any other breaking news? Well, Bella is over motorcycles now. Finally. Yeah. I can't believe you weren't thrilled about that. Uh, She's over it, but she like goes on one last ride. And whenever anybody goes on one last ride, I'm like, I don't believe you that this will be your last ride. Mm-hmm. Well, she decides on the ride that motorcycles are stupid. Sure. People also decide mid-cigarette that that will be their last. Like, I'll celebrate when she's not on the motorcycle. Yeah, you're waiting for the follow-through. I get that. Exactly. Do you have any genuine enjoyment? I had a Julia genuine enjoyment moment. It was oh. a moment that could have been. So he's like, what's your problem with the bed? And he says, I think it's nice. And then Bella is like, it is nice. It was just unnecessary. But there was such an opportunity for like, yeah, for a graveyard. And so that moment where I was like, ooh, what's she going to say? That was really fun. (laughs) Tragically, she disappointed you. But I'm glad you got to brainstorm (laughs) a little bit of extra fun into the chapter. What about you? Did you genuinely enjoy anything? I genuinely enjoyed one sentence in which it said that Jacob made Bella sandwiches because it was the first time we've ever seen anyone cook for Bella. We've seen Esme get her takeout, but this is the first time we've seen someone prepare a meal for her. Yeah, I'm so into that. Julia, do you have any advice that you would like to give to the world today? Not to the world, but just to Bella. 
I think she should stop telling Jacob the specific details about her plan to become a vampire. Mm. She keeps doing it. The same thing happens every time. It goes horribly and he insults her. So she should just stop telling him. That's information he doesn't need to know. You and I have complimentary pieces of advice because my advice is for Jacob and what to do when she tells him. Oh, yeah? He should not say that he would rather she die. That's mean. It's mean, but it's also confusing because he believes that she will be dead. So it's like, I'd rather you be dead, but also I believe that it will kill you and you will no longer be alive. Yeah, I the meanest thing I've ever said to anyone, I said to my friend Casper, who does not wear a bicycle helmet when he bikes. And I said to him, if he died from not wearing a bike helmet, I would not mourn him. And it really hurt Casper when I said that. And Jacob, it was really hurtful to read you say this to Bella. So like, learn from my mistake, Jacob. Don't say that. I love to see your growth here. You're so mature. Yeah. He still doesn't wear a helmet, so it didn't help. And all it did was hurt him. (laughs) So maybe that's my advice. It's bad tactics. It doesn't prevent people from doing things. Mm -hmm. Find another way. What about you? What's your second piece of advice today? Well, my advice is for Jacob. It's actually kind of related to finding another way. He says that regardless of if Bella leaves Forks after she gets changed into a vampire, that the treaty will still be violated and the werewolves will be forced to hunt the vampires for an indeterminate amount of time, potentially internationally. And talk about a bad strategy. The Cullens have basically unlimited funds Tons of fake passports, hundreds of years of infrastructure of evading people, the FBI. Like, (laughs) the werewolves are going to lose this quote-unquote war. This is not going to turn out well for them, and they need to have a strategy that doesn't involve bankrupting them for something that's effectively going to be useless. Ugh, we're also learning so much about Julia in this moment because Julia only likes to play games that she is sure she can win. I'm a quitter. Her advice is don't do this. You're not going to win. Yeah. What is the point of trying if you're not going to win? And the other reason it's a bad strategy is because we know that there's vampires in Seattle murdering people and the werewolf pack is not doing anything about it. So it's like the fact that this is going to become an international war when we've seen the Volturi take like 40 random people into their beautiful castle and murder them and... The werewolves are doing nothing about it. Like, it's not time to start the war now. This is not a strategy. This is like Jacob has like a private vlog where he talks about (laughs) this. I do not think that this has like gone up the chain of command and been approved. Yeah, this is like Jacob's wish fulfillment center where he's like, I'm going to fight Edward for the rest of my immortal life over Bella. It's great that I'm a little sick because then I'm hoarse and I can do the man voice. I will fight for you, Bella. (laughs) 
So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Do you have a second piece of advice? I do. My advice is very text-based. I would like everyone to turn to page 191 in their hymnals. In the middle of the page, this is the conversation between Edward and Bella when they're like flirty, flirty, and everyone is forgiving everyone, and it's very peaceful. Then Bella says to Edward about going to La Push, I don't have plans to go back. And Edward says, oh, you don't have to do that for me. And Bella says, I don't think I'm welcome anymore. And then Edward says, did you run over someone's cat? He asked lightly. Now, Edward was kidding. But Edward, we have recently lost a few listeners for making cat death jokes. And so I would like for you to learn from us. Don't make cat death jokes. People don't think they're funny. No anti-cat rhetoric in general. Here's like a good replacement joke, Edward. Like, what'd you do? Wear white pants after Labor Day? What did you do? Not wipe your feet properly before going into a house? What'd you do? Set a table with the fork on the right side of the plate instead of the left side of the plate? These are all better comments to make than what'd you do, kill a cat. And I would just like to be clear that while I, I do prefer dogs to cats, I love cats very much and I wish them no harm. But we are very sorry if we offended you. Edward, learn from our mistakes. Cat jokes hurt people. We're sorry, folks. And cats. So, Julia, it's time for Reality TV Corner. Do you want to do the music cue this week? Dun, dun. <laughs> My hoarseness really adds a great effect. Okay, so this week we're going to do Survivor, where we arbitrarily vote someone off of the island and then tell them what they have to do in order to get back onto the island. I just don't think it's arbitrary. Like, I put a lot of thought into this, and I think I have great reasons to send people off the island. Okay, it's arbitrary insofar as we are seizing a power that we don't actually have. It is also arbitrary insofar as Forks is not an island. <laughs> as far, <laughs> I mean, I guess everything is an island. The United States is an island. It's all about perspective. We're sending them to a different island. They're all going to end up in Australia together. A huge island. <laughs> okay, who are you voting off the island? So I obviously am going to send Quill off the island. He falls in love with a two-year-old and then he proceeds to groom her for 16 years until they're ready to make out. I think this is a great reason to send someone off the island as that kind of behavior is a huge violation of all of morality. <laughs> He now is being sent to Australia. <laughs> I think the real issue here is, say imprinting is real and Quill actually imprints on a two-year-old and he has no control over it. 
if he's going to be immortal, he should just leave until she's of age to consent. He doesn't have to stay there and act as her quote-unquote big brother for years and groom her. He can come back when she is an appropriate age and they can see about beginning a relationship. He has that choice and he's choosing to be creepy to a baby for years. And so the thing that he has to do to get back onto the island is wait 16 years? I don't want him to just wait. I want him to sit there and think about how morally corrupt it would have been to stay. Uh Uh-huh. He has to sit in a corner for an hour a day and self-flagellate. Exactly. I'd love for him to (laughs) self-flagellate. Oh, he has to go and like take like a gender studies course and like understand how patriarchal norms have invaded his mind and that he believes that he is in and of himself a gift to a young female body. Truly. He has a lot of learning, learning and unlearning to do. Okay. I find that very compelling, Julia. I'm glad. Who are you going to vote off the island? Edward. Edward James Cullen. I made up his middle name, but that's how mad I am at him. He has this line in the chapter. I am going to try to be reasonable. He is a hundred and a million years old, and he has been in this relationship for nearly two years. It has only just occurred to him to be reasonable. And it only occurred to him after a couple of days apart from Bella. Imagine what might occur to him if he goes off the island and spends some real time alone. (laughs) I just think he could come back and have like really progressive thoughts like you can hang out with whoever you want to or I believe that you have bodily autonomy. He's going to come back with amazing epiphanies. Do you think that when he comes back, they're going to have sex and he's going to change her into a vampire? Yeah. He's going to be like, oh, that's what you want? Never mind. We don't have to get married. I respect your opinions. Wow. The only reason I disagree is I was finding it so enjoyable to read about him being reasonable as a boyfriend. Like I had sent Bella noise-canceling headphones and now she doesn't even need them anymore. She can just send them to me. Yeah. I just think we have some positive momentum. Let's keep it going. And then in order to come back onto the island, he has to just like start doing basic, like reasonable acts of service. He should like come back with a pizza and with freshly folded laundry for her and just like regular things that people do for each other all the time. That would never occur to Edward to do for Bella. Oh, my God. Everything we could have ever wanted. He has to come back and compliment her truck. Complimenting the truck would truly be character development. The old Edward would never. Okay, everyone, go vote on Instagram. Who has to be kicked off of the Island of Forks? Is it Quill or Edward James Cullen? Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary this week, Vanessa? I only have one thing, which is that Edward and Bella, like, almost bone in this chapter. I think it wasn't even heavy petting. It was like midway petting. (laughs) They're like wrestling. Yeah. It's like he's on top and then she's on top and then they're kissing a lot and Uh he touches her knee. Uh Uh-huh. You know, sexy, sexy time. It was definitely the steamiest scene we've gotten in the book so far. Which was interesting because it was otherwise not a sexy chapter. Totally, totally. It was like... The book had turned off my libido and then was trying to seduce me. And I was like, what are you doing? Were you interested in it? 
Were you hoping for sex? I really was just frustrated. I was like, I've never been more turned off by a book in my life. Why are you doing this now? You just told me about Quill and the two-year-old. I need a minute. I think that's your whole point about how the book is trying to get us to accept the fact that Jacob in the next book is going to fall in love with a baby. The chapter starts like, yeah, so this 18-year-old's going to fall in love with a two-year-old and groom her for 16 years and then just quickly shifts to, but Belle and Edward might have sex. Isn't that nice? I never told you about that other thing. What about that? Here's the sex. Yeah, I don't like being manipulated like that. And it seems like you did not fall for it. I mean, we'll see. We'll see when Jacob pronounces his love for a newborn baby. If I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Sounds good. (laughs) Go, go, go. What a lucky lady. (laughs) Can you imprint homosexually? Has that ever happened? There are no gays in Twilight. Despite our extreme efforts each week to try to find them, they are not coming forth and speaking their truths. (laughs) Despite our many calls to action sad for us. I know. It's very sad. Okay. What did you put in our darling Bella's care package this week? I'm going to send her a vibrator or a gift card to a sex shop. In this (gasps) chapter, she's really having a horniness problem. And I'm hoping that with this gift, she can start to resolve that on her own because Edward certainly is not going to help her. I am sending her handcuffs to make the wrought iron bed like a functional part of her sex life. I'm sorry, you think Edward is going to engage in handcuff play with Bella when he barely can make out with her? He says at one point, only I'm going to kidnap you. I was like, okay, (laughs) maybe a little kink will get him more open minded on this topic. Well, that sounds great. I think she's going to get great use out of both of these items. And I think that the next chapter is just her getting use out of both of these items. I think it's sex scene time. Wow. Horrifying. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) Stephanie Meyer drew the dirty pictures. I'm just telling you what's in them. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, a dirty picture from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by Ariana Nettleman. The show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I wish I was off this island. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Talk to you next week, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.